Good morning. On this bullet question crunch, I talked to my friend Maggie. We talked about her amazing artwork, our love of the spooky season, and the fun of becoming a sea witch. <laughs> So yeah, after the clown after the clown episode, it, we've decided that every episode from here till the end of October, maybe in November, who knows? We'll find out. Why not? It would be spooky because mm-hmm. I love the spooky seasons. And I knew that once we were getting into the spooky season, I want to interview you for my podcast. So hello. Hi. You are one of my favorite artists. Um, I love your artwork. It's always uh, extremely adorable. Um, everything that you post online on your social media is fantastic. <laughs> um, what is your art history? I'd like to find out where it all began. So my art began ever since I was a babe. I was but a child. Uh, art is kind of the thing in my family. So I have a family in Mexico that are ceramic artists, some are crafting artists, so they kind of piece together. Like I have an aunt who does crowns during the Day of the Dead season. She'll make flower crowns and things like that. So I knew when I was little that there was a lot of creativity in our family. And then as I got older, I thought I have to find my thing. Everybody has a thing in this family that they do in art and I don't have my thing. And then I just started doodling and that's kind of been my thing. I, I just said, you know, comics are hilarious. I love like Garfield and things like that I said I'm gonna I want to do stuff that make people laugh but I don't want to make full panels of it so little doodles I'm gonna stick with that now it's my thing I'm okay with it <laughs> how did art start in the family then is that just a thing that's generational that we don't know yes. I only know as far back as my great-grandmother on my mom's side so my great-grandmother on my mom's side was a famous in the vicinity or area of where they live in in Mexico so she did ceramic art and one of my uncles picked that up so kind of passed along and then each and every other aunt and uncle in that family kind of did their own thing I have one who's an art teacher Um, others make these little ceramic uh, nativity scene sets that they sell during the holidays so everybody has their own kind of thing that but I know it started with her and the creativity kind of spread to some of the kids. Um, and then from then on, it went to some of us that are generation to generation kind of thing. But there isn't just one solid thing that we've all carried out. Everybody's kind of spread out and done what they specialize in. That's fantastic. Do you have like family reunion art days or what? <laughs> That'd be great. But the majority of the artists are out in Mexico. So out here we have a tattoo artist, myself, who's an art teacher and like little cartoonist. Uh, I have a cousin who does nail art. Um, kind of varies. We're all different things, but we don't, you know, I've never thought about doing an art day. That'd be really fun. Just shove everybody together. Right. What do you do? What do you do? Let's do the thing. It'd be fun. It doesn't, it doesn't all have to be the same thing. It's just a family hanging out, doing, being creative. <laughs> Um, I did see your post on social media. I think it was on Instagram of, uh, your student with the spider. Yes. Oh my God. That was so hard to look at. That was so hard to look at. (laughs) And I I didn't realize, uh, what animal he had picked. 
until I, I didn't have them submit their animal to me as part of the grade. It was sort of like pick an animal. I care more about the reason why you chose the animal. And so dude likes spiders. He didn't have like a favorite reason. And he said, can I give you fun facts about the spider? I said, I don't like spiders. I will accept, I will accept fun facts. I'm pretty sure I know all the fun facts because I don't like them enough to know about them. <laughs> I know the ecosystem and I know they're good for nature in general. So sure. So once the spider was submitted, he finished the earliest and this project is about a, a two week project to give the kids enough time to draw over their images. And I'm just sitting there watching him just excel. And in me, I'm like, I'm so proud, but so scared. This is so good, but so bad. It was so difficult. So as I'm showing the rest of the classes to say, Hey, this is a really good example of what it should look like. Here's the small image and here's the big image. And I'm just like, ew, 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 ew. look at, look at, look at this. It's cool. And then I just put it back. It's just so stressful in a good way. Very proud of this child. Very proud. Now for the listeners, uh, what the project was, you want to take a small image and put a graph on it to show kids how you can enlarge something realistically and keep the proportions if you go, if you, you know, increase the size of the graph. Yes. And the way I describe it to the kids as well is uh, treat it like a puzzle. So because you've drawn this on graph paper, you are not trying to draw the image as a whole. You're drawing the image square by square by square to kind of take your time with it. And then once you see it, it, it's enlarged now with the size. So there's a lot of measuring involved and I'm trying to show them, hey, we cross other subjects. It's an art's not just about art, it's about math, it's about science and it's really fun. And the spider had a really cool pattern on it. Was it just like a photo of a realistic spider and he put the pattern on it? It was uh, sort of like those geometric kind of forms that people draw out, like a geometric wolf and things like that. And I, I gave them several examples. I said, you can use line art. You can use uh, a couple kids had used coloring book type animals. And then a lot of them use the geometric figures. And so they had to kind of translate that. The main part of the project was to, because we're studying line, seven elements of art and one of them is line. And I told them, hey, you guys, animal's cool, but I really care about the patterns. So you have to come up with some unique patterns. I had them take notes where we kind of practice different types of line. And then from then on, I said, this is your notes. When you look at your big paper and you're ready to create your pattern, refer back to these guys. And on it, I mean, he used every piece of that spider, the way it was broken down geometrically on the, the image, every single piece was filled in. And I thought, wow, and it's all different too. Each piece looked very different. So not one pattern was the same in that picture. And I was so excited. It was really nice. But that's, that was the goal is at the end, I want to see an animal with a bunch of different patterns that they kind of made up on their own. My favorite part about this assignment is that a lot of times people worry too much about an, a piece of art looking realistic or being like a photo just replication of what they're looking at. They, they think that the art is not right if it's not perfect. But what I love about this is that you're crossing it where, no, take the shape of a spider and put a pattern on it. Make it make it something unique, make it something creative, and you can do that. Art does not have to be uh, intimidating. It could be something silly, that like a spider with a pattern on it, and I absolutely love that. Yes, it's good. It's kind of, it also kind of eases the kids. They're very like, I can only draw stick figures. I'm like, that's fine. 
that's okay. This is beginning art. You're supposed to only know how to draw stick figures, and I will show you the magical way to make that stick figure look even cooler. <laughs> For an art project, I had folks uh, draw art on random objects, just so I can get people out of the idea that it doesn't have to even be on paper. It doesn't have yep. to be on canvas. It can be anything. I love that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that project. I'm glad that uh, <laughs> I'm glad that the students hopefully. Okay, so <laughs> I'm still stuck on the kid just being like, hey, I know you hate spiders, or I know you're afraid of spiders, or maybe they don't know. I don't know. But he just said, would you like to know trivia about this terrifying <laughs> monster? <laughs> and I'm like, too many legs, too many eyes. What did you pick? No, they did not know. They did not know. They found out when he turned it in, and I'm like, I'm so proud of you, but just can you flip it over? Can you put it over there? Can you, you know, it was just so, <laughs> I was so anxious. And it's just a picture. It's just a drawing. This was before he even put the pattern on it. And I'm just sitting there like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I bragged. I just, every period I was just showing them, look, this is what one of my kids has done in another class. This is your goal. This is good. And then I'm just like quickly putting it back down where it was. It was really good. <laughs> What's your favorite art medium to use? I love to use markers. I feel like it gives a very graphic design look to certain artworks. I do rough sketches with pencil, and then I just go in with marker to sharpen a lot of what I've drawn already. Um, but I also do sculpture and ceramics, so clay is another favorite. I love working with paper. I did, or I was in an origami phase for so long. I can't tell you how many origami cranes I made. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was insane. I have, I still have a kind of like a diorama of just a bunch of origami cranes that I had lined up in a way that it made the shape of an origami crane too. <laughs> oh my God. I was obsessed. I was obsessed. <laughs> <with> it. Yeah. <laughs> origamiception is what I try to think of when I made that but I, I'd have to say marker and uh, paper a lot of paper is there a specific tip to the marker that you want I prefer using kind of like a, a, a medium medium fine tip marker the big bold ones are great to do on larger scale projects but since I keep my drawings to about this big it's usually on a sticky note or some sort of office supply that's just my favorite thing to do. I, I'm trying to encourage people to see, you know, hey, look, I did it with highlighters. I did it with a little Sharpie. You know, it's you could do this at home with anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, the super fancy $7 marker on really beautiful Bristol paper. It's it's cool. Sticky note. Highlighter. You're good. I, I, I kind of want to see an attempt to use a Magnum marker on a sticky note. <laughs> I will, I'll have to turn it at different angles. You know what? Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I will try that. Good Speaking luck. Of, I do have a Magnum marker. Good luck, because I, I, I recently used a Magnum marker because I dressed up as Mad Hatter, and so I drew, because, you know, it's a big piece of thing, so I wanted to have the nice thick lines, so I used the Magnum mar marker on that. I'm just wondering how chaotic it would look if I did a smaller drawing and tried to use a Magnum marker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, okay, so would, would we try to focus on the tip of the magnet marker, or do would we just want to make it completely chaotic? That's, get creative, try different angles with the magnet marker, because I know you can get a fine tip, a bold tip, and a medium tip out of it. But different doing that angles. fine tip 
Doing that fine tip would be a pain in the ass. <laughs> yes. yes, very gently, very slowly, certain angle. It's fine. It's fine. This is how you'll see me draw when I do it. It's going to be good. Yeah, I, 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 I put a mental image of me also being at a stupid, as a, at a weird angle to try to get that delicate, like, I just need that corner. <laughs> very gently, very gently. <laughs> um, what are your favorite things to draw? I, anything really. And to be honest, I draw mostly for the reaction. So if I'm creating something, it's because my intent is whoever is looking at this picture, they're going to laugh, hopefully, hopefully laugh, or at least smile. I really, really like to create artwork that makes people kind of, it, it brightens their day. I really like stuff that just makes people happy. So um, I worked in an office for a very long time. And again, office supplies. I just, not that I wasted them, but I kind of wasted them. So I'd have days where I'd sit down and just do a quick doodle and kind of run by one of my coworkers' desks and just slap a sticky note on their desk and walk away. And you know, a couple minutes later, they're back at their desk and I just hear, ha, 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 from like the way across the office. And I'm like, yes, accepted. I think one of my favorite ones that I drew was um, a spooky dookie. We, <laughs> I don't even remember how the joke came about, but I think we were talking about uh, if you take a number two in October, this is what you would call uh, it. You wouldn't call it a number two. You would call a, a it a spooky. Two? A number two? What's a number two? I'm sorry. I'm bad with numbers. <laughs> Not good at math. Not good at math? Yeah, I don't you know take what... a dump. You take a dump, sir. You're going to call it a spooky dookie in October. Th thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you for that. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I mean, I made sure that that dookie looked like a blob, was as detailed as I could possibly be. And mind you, I did it in highlighter because I didn't have different colors. So I thought, you know, how can I get the color brown with all these colors that I have? I believe I mixed orange orange and blue because color theory and it turned into this perfectly orangey brownish poopy color and because spooky season of course I put a little little witch's hat little witch's hat on the little spooky dookie just really nice and that's just like that's the stuff I like to draw if it makes you laugh we're good and that spooky dookie yeah co-worker posted that she had a little art gallery going on with all the little drawings that I did it's, it was really fun uh, do you ever plan on making a ceramic spooky dookie? Oh my god, that would look great. Right? Just a little, I made little like flat sad eyes on it. That'd just, that'd be great. Just <laughs> make it a paperweight or something. I think mixing colors is so weird to try to explain that to people. <laughs> um, one time uh, my stepmom, she was making a, she was making a cake. And the blue was not coming out well. And she wanted, she wanted the blue to match the blue that she had for a reference photo. And she's like, I don't know how to get that. It's still too blue. And I was like, put some orange in it. And she's like, what? Like, yeah, put some orange in it. It's going to, uh, it's going to lessen the hue. It'll yep. be less bright. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, not really. Um, I know it works for paint, but I don't, <laughs> I've not worked with food coloring. So yep. give it a shot. <laughs> Did it work? It did work. It did yes. work. I have a friend who's a baker and and it blew my mind how the magic of color works, but she was making buttercream 
and butter already has this yellow color to it, even after you've added sugar. And she was talking about how, well, if you get this weird yellow tint and you need a pure white buttercream, you add a drop of violet, just like a tiny hint of violet, because violet and yellow are complementary colors. And so it kind of balances the color of it. Yeah. And it turns the buttercream white, like a bright white. Of course, if you add too much of it, it starts to tint into like the color purple or violet, but... It was, it was crazy just seeing the combination of it just start to go from this very yellowy color to a beautiful bright white. I'm like, color magic, food, amazing. Those are my two favorite things. It's great. It's See, now really I, nice. I, I, I knew that yellow muted. I knew that violet would mute out yellow or cancel them out. I don't know the, I don't know the actual term for it, but I did not know it would t- make it like a bright white. That's really rad. Yeah. It looks really cool too. Huh. I'm wondering <laughs> if it's, I'm wondering if it's just because of if, of that type of food that really brings out the white. That's neat. And it just cancels it out. I mean, it it, it goes from this very very mellow yellow color to just bright white. It was amazing. It's just and you get to see the transformation. Like it's just, it's really cool. I'm like, I wonder <laughs> if that would work. It doesn't work. I mean, it would not work with paint as far as I know but I I think I'll experiment and try that and see how that works because it worked on food well the paint I think it'll just dull it out I don't know if it'll make it bright <laughs> it was so it was so weird um so you are the first non-clown well okay so the last episode we did was the clown episode but you were involved with that episode so I guess I'm going to say that you are the beginning of yeah no you yeah. are the beginning of spooky season because the first step for the clown episode was getting the makeup done by you yeah. so I that you began the spooky season for question crunch i have started this all <laughs> how was that by the way how was the the glue on your eyebrows when you had a so it was, i was so worried no it came off really well it came yeah. off easier than i thought like i just kept on uh i kept on watching it and it was really remarkable how, I'm not going to say easy, but it was a lot less difficult to get out than I thought it was going to be. That's good. Because I still had it really caked on, so I just had to keep on <laughs> scrubbing it. But it didn't last the hours I thought it was going to. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we are into the spooky season, or at least, you know, for spooky people, we are in a spooky season. I don't care what anyone else It kick-started in August for me. I mean, halfway through August, I said, where are my boxes? I got to start putting out pumpkins. Summer's <laughs> over. We're good. We're good. We're done. It's, no. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to draw a comic, and um, I was going to draw a comic of me shoving Persephone down to the underworld, to down to Hades, because I'm like, nope, we're done with summer. Fuck this shit. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Just um, geek her out. Well, I was like, that that sounds horrible for me to pick up Persephone and <laughs> just chuck her. <laughs> My goodness. I'm, I'm, I said, you know, the first day of fall is in September. I can wait. I'm going to have her do it in a very consensual way to actually walk down the other world. But I'm going to do it because I'm just like, nope, I am done with summer. I'm tired of summer. I want colder weather. Have you ever been to a place where the colder weather 
Okay, so I went to Boston one uh, one year. I went to for Halloween. I went to Boston, and it was so cold. And when I saw a patch of light, I was like, okay, good. And I walked, ran over to the patch of light and tried to get warm, but their light doesn't isn't warm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I touched the wall even because like, the light was there, so I touched the wall and the wall did not warm whatsoever. I'm like, how are you doing this? This is this doesn't make any sense for light to still be cold. It's just science, some sort of science. I'm sure somebody can explain that. Versus, versus California, I feel like I never get sick of cold weather in California because all I have to do is find a patch of light and I'll, I'll get warm enough. We'll be fine. It's easier to get warm than it is to get cold. The summer hits and blast in the AC. Winter comes, it's fine. The house is cold, I don't care. That means I can get to wear my slippers, my fluffy little panda onesie, and a jacket, and I'm good. I found out, and this is going to be funny for like anyone who's listening who's already well aware of cold weather, I found out that hockey jerseys really keep in the heat real well. Hmm. Because I'll just put I'll put a hockey jersey on if if I, I won't wear hockey jerseys often because I think it works too well for me where I get too warm, but if it gets really really cold I'm just like all right hockey jersey it up. Oh my gosh, I need to I need to look into that. I need to invest in a hockey jersey. So back to spooky season though. Yes. <laughs> Besides the temperature, what are you looking forward to the most for spooky season? Uh, I I have to say the. Not the spending of the money, <laughs> necessarily, but uh, just getting to invest, invest All right. in uh, costumes and makeup and things that go on sale, uh, especially after the spooky season or what retail considers after spooky season, jumping in and just starting to buy things at a discount. Uh, I mean, <laughs> costumes, so much shopping. But I think mostly the uh, the discounted candy, I think. So much candy I can have after after this season. And, and yeah, just getting dressed up. So looking forward to that. Makeup is just so much fun for me. When you asked me to paint you as a clown, I was like, oh, my first clown. I'm so excited. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were really impressed by that uh, makeup job. Uh, the clowns that, was, that were on the podcast with me, they uh, one of them asked, like, what was the makeup that was used? You know what? I purchased a, it looks almost like a watercolor paint palette. It's, um, it had, it had about eight different colors and it's a water-based makeup. And that, that was one of my fears was that it would wash off if you had to stand out somewhere in the heat because just any moisture would start to let it melt. Um, but it was, it looks like a watercolor palette, but it's just powder and it's activated by water. And the consistency of it is so thick that I'm like, this, this thing was only like three bucks at Walmart. And I also purchased a Halloween eyeliner from them that, again, it's like $2 for this little eyeliner. And I actually use that eyeliner for my everyday makeup, um, not just for costume makeup, because when I had used it for a costume, that eyeliner would not come off. I had to really rub my eyebrows or my eyelash line to get it off. And I thought, this, this is great. I don't know what's in this thing, but I tell you what, it was not coming off. <laughs> so I, I, I stuck with that and I thought, okay, from now on, any kind of 
hard makeup I'm going to buy that needs to last a long time. I'm investing in this, you know, $5 makeup set of the eyeliner and this palette. And that makeup was, I mean, again, it was like three, three, four bucks for that little palette. No, the brush that it comes with was a little rough. Uh, it reminds me of those, you know, when you get those watercolor sets, they come with that black bristle brush that doesn't really paint watercolors very well. Yeah. It's used a lot in like kindergarten classes. They, they are the worst brushes. I don't know why they still make those brushes. I, it's been years and I just like, don't make those brushes anymore. Nobody wants to use them. So I, I thought, you know, it, I don't want to put someone's face. I don't want to use this for someone's face. So I had to use my own brushes for this, but Man, the consistency of that makeup, especially when I was putting the white on your face, I'm like, this is so good. Oh my God. <laughs> it was really cool. I had only ever used, um, I believe the purple one or the blue as kind of like a light powder. And then it said water activated. And I thought, oh, okay. What does that look like? Perfection is what that looks like. Perfection. I, I felt like a Joker from the uh, 1989 Batman where I'm just like, Mayor! <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Oh, man. Um, I am also looking forward to the discounted stuff. Like, as soon as as soon as soon November comes in, you go to the store and you see all the, like, red stickers on it. It's like, whoa! <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so good. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, this is for next year, and this is for next year, and I'll take some of this, too, and I don't even know if I'll ever use that, but you know what? It's on a discount. I am taking that home with me. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> I think I've even gotten, like, uh, special effects stuff, like uh, little light bulbs that are music, uh, music operated, music, they, 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 they react to the music, yes. and they were supposedly for Halloween decoration, but I was like, this isn't necessarily Halloween-ish. There's no no indicator to let you know it's Halloween, and you're going to discount it? All right, sold. I'll buy it. <laughs> like, I'll take it. I wonder if it was supposed to mimic the, um, like, those houses that have projected lights on them, that when music plays, the houses activate, the lights on the houses activate at different, uh, different parts of the house. I don't know if you've ever, ever no, seen those videos. I've seen that, but they could have been used for Christmas lights as well. This is true. This is true. So I was very confused by that discount. And I was like, I don't care. I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. This is happening right now. Yep. I'm going to tell you guys that you're doing it wrong, that the holidays are coming up. This would be perfect for the holidays, but uh, it's on a discount. <laughs> it's mine now. Put it in your bag. I accept. <laughs> yes, I oh, <yeah>. accept. <laughs> this this non-descriptive thing is uh, definitely Halloween. Uh, in fact, you should make it more. No one's going to buy it for any oh. other reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is the thing. Oh my gosh. I want to do that to more things. Like, I'll just go around, put bat stickers on everything or a pumpkin sticker. I'm like, oh, look, it's Halloween. Um, <laughs> How much for this thing? Clearly, it's Halloween. Do you not? There's a pumpkin sticker on this. Yes, I realize that there's a Santa Claus there, but but no, we know yeah. that that's a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a Halloween uh, TV. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for spooky projections only. Come on. Yeah, you can't, uh, this TV specifically doesn't play anything else except for spooky stuff, so, uh, why would anyone buy it for Christmas? Come on. Come yep. on. Yep. <laughs> How that works. Um, are you looking forward to any, like, uh, foodie things that are gonna come up in spooky season? Yes, I actually have, um, a friend who has sent me 
I feel like she sends me every other week uh, before spooky season actually started when pumpkin spice recipes start coming out. And she's just like, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? And I got the most recent one was a cream cheese filling pumpkin spice muffin. And I'm like, yes, all the food that comes out. I And I, I pumpkin spice is great and everything. But I think my favorite kinds of foods that come out during the holidays or during this season is the kind of things that have been converted into something else, like uh, sausages that are cut up to look like old witch fingers, the eyeballs that are made of like ice or marshmallows and people make little uh, cake pops and things like, like I love when people get creative with the food that they have and start to make spooky type food or things that resemble, you know, body parts and things like that, because it takes a lot of creativity and a lot of patience and time to make stuff like that. And I could just totally appreciate that. It's like, you turned that into the shape of a ghost. I will eat that. I will eat that because you worked really hard <laughs> to make that happen. You know, like uh, Nutter Butter Ghosts. Those are, oh my God, those are so good. You just dip a Nutter Butter in white, um, I think it's, it's candy melts. And then you just put baby chocolate chips. Boo. Now you're spooked out to eat it. It's Done. delicious. I think uh, my stepmom makes like a, a similar kind of thing of uh, taking like a, she, she makes like a chocolate roll. And dips that in like melted white chocolate, and then just uh puts the little chocolate chips with the eyes, and then draws line, and they're mummies. Love it, love that. <laughs> have you had pigs in a blanket that have been turned into mummies? No. Mummies in a blanket. Okay, okay. You get you get a little your little hot dog thing. Sure. You cut the strips of the what you would normally use as the the crescent roll dough to kind of wrap around to make the pigs in a blanket, but you've cut it into strips. You kind of roll it around different parts of the hot dog, cook it, do whatever you're going to do. It starts to puff up. It looks really cute like a little mummy. And then with mustard, you make little mustard eyes or ketchup. And they look like little eyeballs on the mummy. And the mummy's just wrapped up in crescent roll dough. It's so good. So spooky. Now, does the dough expand enough to be able to hide the wrapping or do you keep some space between them? You keep a little bit of space between them. Like if you, you wouldn't use an entire crescent roll triangle because then you would definitely cover up the whole thing. Yeah. So you grab a couple strips, wrap it all around, bake that sucker. And when it comes out, eyes done. Adorable. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I actually recorded a video that uh, I didn't post last year, but I recorded it last year. So I've got a big beard. So it's going to be really weird posting it now. But uh, I... <laughs> Sir, um, you grew that very fast. Yeah, you've had a. Uh, have you had salsa and cream cheese together? Yes, I did. Oh. I do salsa and sour cream, but so I, I did something really gross, and I don't regret it. But I don't ever plan on doing it again. Um, I had a uh, pumpkin spice cream cheese and salsa. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. Was it worth it? It's worth it for that reaction that you just did. <laughs> I would. I did not know you were gonna take a hard left turn on that right there. I was just like, yeah, cream cheese and salsa. That sounds normal. That's great. Yeah. I don't understand what the problem is here. And then pumpkin spice. And I thought, oh, oh no, what, what? <laughs> but, but salsa can already be spicy. I, I think we're good. I, I think your spice, spice is covered there. <laughs> I was hey. not anticipating pumpkin spice salsa cream cheese mix. 
and that's kind of the setup I want to do because I took a photo of uh, I'm going to post a photo of the salsa so people have that you know that that false sense of security when they get the salsa They're like yeah I like salsa whatever and you swipe <laughs> to the right and it's like okay cream cheese what cream that's pumpkin spice what are you going to do Jimmy and then you swipe <laughs> and mix it and eat it what what color what was the cream cheese was the pumpkin spice cream cheese like an orange color with the red salsa yeah it was not it was not enticing <laughs> <laughs> i'm just picturing this like nearly vomit colored salsa like mm, this is this is good stuff this is yeah good call, good call. <laughs> Because uh, that uh, cream cheese is not like, it's not like an appetizing orange or anything. It's not like a, it's not like a natural orange. It's a very bright white orange. So it makes it kind of like a. Like a neon? Like grayish. It, no, it's not, not neon. It's it's a white. It's like, it's, it's white, but with a tint of orange. And so you mix it with the red and it just, it's not, it's not appetizing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what that looked like. <laughs> It did not taste as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was a very interesting taste, but I will never have it again. <laughs> <laughs> never again. Yeah, unlike uh, the uh, pumpkin spice eggnog, uh, that one I can tell you. I can I can tell you that off the back. Uh, that was gross. Huh. I don't. I'm like not. A, I'm not too big of a fan of eggnog to begin with. So putting something I don't truly care about with something I do care about. Hmm. Hmm. I probably would not like it either. Yeah, it's it's strange because like I I feel I feel like you get your body ready for the eggnog flavor, and so when I had that pumpkin spice eggnog flavor, I was like, oh no. That's. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I know my friend really hates pumpkin spice, so I bought the eggnog because I want to pour it on myself, and I was like, you know, before I do this, I want to take a drink just so I can know what it's like. I took a drink, I was like. Mm, mm, I don't I don't like this. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a no for me. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I dumped it on myself and I pretended like I liked it just because I wanted to, you know, mock my friend. I even tagged him in the post. But no, I don't I don't ever want to spend money on that ever again. That's never gonna happen again. Um <laughs> that one I regret. That one is definitely regret. The pumpkin spice salsa thing. It's not too regrettable, but never again. I'm okay. I'm all right. My curiosity has been taken care of. You can cross <laughs> your list of things you pumpkin spice. We're good. Yeah. Uh, the pumpkin spice I always recommend to people is, uh, and I even talked about this at the party last night, um, Frosted Mini Wheats is delicious. Oh, my God. With pumpkin spice? Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. I need to buy that, like, yesterday. Yeah, if you're going to get one cereal, because I know Cheerios has pumpkin spice. Yeah. I recommend Frosted Mini Wheats. Frosted Pumpkin Spice Frosted Mini Wheats. I, I, will, I will get that. It's so good. And uh, ice cream. Ice cream has never failed me with pumpkin spice. Nope. I have ha I've even had pumpkin, uh, pumpkin pie milkshake from Baker's. Oh, my God. When you bite into a piece of pie in a shake, it's just so good. So, so have you had many uh, pumpkin milkshakes? I have had the the pumpkin pie milkshake from them. I've had a pumpkin blizzard. I've, a lot of pumpkin mixed with ice cream type stuff. 
I think I've had that. I've had because I love ice cream. Of all sure. the desserts, I just I love ice cream. Something cold, something sweet, good, done. It's just like me. Uh, <laughs> That's a really cool description. Something cold, something sweet. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's so good. I, but you know what? That you're expanding my pumpkin spice purchase the purchases to make because I'm I'm actually really excited to taste pumpkin spice frosted mini wheats because that's one of my favorite cereals. It's really so good. good. I can't stress that enough. Um, but I'm gonna have to go visit Baker's this year because I did not know. Like I've had, I've had pumpkin spice milkshake at Jack in the Box. It was delicious. Yeah, there's um, their their shakes never fail me. So yeah, good. but I I want to try Baker's now. It's super bomb. And for the long, because I'm lactose intolerant, so for the longest of time I didn't have any milkshakes for most of my life. And someone's like, hey, you know they uh, there's lactate pills. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I like I am also lactose intolerant and what I like to say is, you know, I'm only allergic enough that really the only person that's in danger is my husband. <laughs> He's always in my vicinity, but it's fine. Take a that, take a lactose pill, you're good to go. That is how I feel about cheese. I love cheese. Oh my I, god, I love cheese. Cheese is so good. I love cheese as well. And but my lactose intolerance Milk, milk, ice cream, and uh, milkshakes will hurt. They'll hurt me. That is but whole cheese, milk and fat. But, but cheese hurts everyone else around me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to apologize for what's going to come out of my body in the next few minutes. <laughs> Give me that mozzarella. <laughs> oh, I don't apologize. They make it. They consent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. They, they clicked. I agree. <laughs> This is on you. This is on you. I'm sorry that you didn't read the fine print on our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> this is bound to happen. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. So I've seen uh, one of my favorite things, besides the artwork on your social media, is uh, the costumes that you've worn. Yes. Uh, what has been your favorite costume, or at least one of your favorite costumes that you've worn? I have My most favorite to have worn was... It's it's a hard tie between my Snow White costume and the Ursula one I did for Disney. That one I didn't get to keep, um, even though it was true to my size, because uh, they like to keep all the things that they use on sets. So I couldn't I couldn't get it back. Uh, thankfully, the artist uh, that did my makeup, his name is Daniel. Super super sweet guy. Oh my goodness. I, if, if I needed to be a model for someone again, I would totally, he's like, Hey, you want to go? Yes. Yes. Just don't even, you don't have to ask. Yes. Super nice, super patient. And you know, every couple of minutes just checking on me, do you want water? Are you okay? Cause I mean that Ursula makeup took hours to do just hours of just sitting in a chair and getting it all done. But the snow white, when I wear the snow white costume, I get a lot of reactions with that one. Uh, I wore it when I worked at an office and uh, we had some meetings that were happening that day. So I was the receptionist at the time. <laughs> I'm going up and just greeting everybody, you know, hi, how are you? Come on in, here's the room, and the one. 
You know, it's, I felt like I was uh, in character walking around and just like, follow me and just <laughs> running around. And it was really cool. But just the reactions I always get is, oh, you look like her. Oh, can I take a picture of you to send to my kid? And just like, yes, please. This is why I wear costumes. I get to be a different person. You know, it's, it's really fun. But Snow White's, so Snow White's been the most fun. Um, although I was only Ursula once. That one was the most, it was just a great experience to have. The wig was so heavy, but it felt so, I felt so tall. The wig was just giant. It was just so great. It was really fun. It's hard tie between Snow White and Ursula for sure. I've been uh, infinitely jealous of your Ursula costume <laughs> ever since you posted it. Because <laughs> so Ursula is my favorite Disney villain and I'm just like I would love to dress up as Ursula one year that would be really cool and that that wig is amazing it's so cool <laughs> yes yes they uh, Daniel worked on worked on a lot of the stuff that um I got to wear uh the gloves I don't know if you saw the gloves had nails on them I, I uh, didn't. yeah he just he's so creative so creative and I, I remember just thinking like you, you made this it's so beautiful like it was so great I watched so that video on loop for a while because like even like your gestures and whatnot, I'm just wondering how much of that was the costume just in inspiring you to move in a certain way. Um, it was just really perfect. <laughs> the producers that I worked with, they were really the the one that I, the producer that I worked with, he was really nice. Uh, his name is Pablo. He was very like, hey, do your own thing, but remember her personality. Like we're trying to capture her. So when we had to start doing uh, the opening where she was, I believe the name is Vanessa when she's not Ursula. Um, could be wrong. But that part was like, you're plotting, you're doing something. I said, okay, cool. We're going to spin the chair and you're going to have to, and the spinning the chair part, we did that multiple times. I was very dizzy, but it was worth it. Um, you know, you have to be evil. And I thought, okay, let me try to remember the movie. You know, how evil was she? If she did this eyebrow thing, I remember she did the eyebrow thing and she was being suspicious. And I thought, I'm just going to, you know, rub the shell and, and make a make a face and whatever. But by the time we got to the end and it was time for me to do kind of like those individual shots and close-ups of Ursula, of the Ursula makeup, I thought, you know what, let me, let me see some videos, just a couple of videos to capture her essence because I don't want to just do my own thing. I want to truly capture what was done in the animation. And so there's one where I kind of waddle walk to get close to the camera that was trying to mimic when she's kind of getting closer and saying body language. And it's just so much fun. The, the one that they did tell me I had to do was with the lipstick um, when she squeezes out the little lipstick from the shell and puts it on and does the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they said, yeah, we can, you do that. And I said, can I, can I do that? Can I? Yes. Do you see this? <laughs> this is, I am Ursula right now. This is great. It really did help to be in costume. So if you want to turn into Ursula, there is a purple in that palette I used to do your makeup. <laughs> I will be more than happy to turn you into Ursula. It's so I, great. I will keep that in mind. Cause like, uh, I'm glad you said the bi language part. My favorite part about the bi language and it's bi language and, uh, um, what was it when she says the whole uh, um, life's full of tough choices in it? Her laugh is my favorite thing to try to impersonate. The whole, uh, uh, what was it? The tough choices in it. <laughs> yes. 
and there's just one more thing. Like, I love going from laugh to suddenly trying to sell her on the, uh, <laughs> the idea. Like, please, you're fine. That, that ending part of, the, of that video where they kind of close in on my eyes and that, that ends where Ursula kind of is like, yes, it's happened. It's, she's signed the contract, you know? <laughs> that moment, those lights burned my eyeballs, but I tell you what, it was worth it. It was so <laughs> worth it. And I, they, they said, you know, can we, can we do that closing? that excuse me that closing scene where you know you kind of just pan into her and that could be our ending to our scene as well and I thought oh yes this is great this is so much fun hours and hours of sitting there doing makeup I had energy throughout the entire thing and as soon as we were done and the wig came off I was just like I'm dead I'm so tired <laughs> I've exhausted all my energy this is it and I'm this is, it was worth it yep <laughs> and scene <laughs> it was so great <laughs> I actually, I, I talked about Ursula yesterday because like uh, someone posted, someone posted a liberal cartoon and someone just stole it and edited the cartoon to fit their narrative. And I was like, that's upsetting. And they're like, oh, that's just because you're a liberal. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm upset because it's an art thing that someone edited to look differently. I won't, I don't mind if someone uh, did a conservative cartoon and just did that. I don't care about the opinions. I just want you to make an original art piece. That's all I care about. And I told him, I was like, uh, if you had Ursula designed to look like a, a, a donkey and had Ursula trying to steal the voice of like other of conservatives, I'd be like, see, that's a creative parody. Do that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a nice way to just segue your favorite villain in there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that person knows that I love Ursula so much, so I don't think that they... I think they thought I was being really creative, but really I'm just like, I just want to see more artwork of Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not too much out there. And you know, it was fun. It was fun being her, but my favorite Disney villain is Hades. Oh? Just the, the rage, same energy, just same energy. This is so great. Now, which, which rage moment is your favorite? <laughs> the one where he gets his hair blown out. <laughs> so great. <laughs> he just has to reignite it. He gets so mad. I think that the most relatable Hades moment is when the fates keep saying that they know. Uh, they keep on predicting. I know you know. <laughs> it's just like a bouncing baby boy. We about a bouncing baby boy. We know. He's like, I know. I get it. I know you know. I get the concept. <laughs> That's great. I feel like I relate to that moment way too often. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just the idea of someone coming over to me and like explaining, I'm like, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. No, I know. I know, I know. You know, we know. <laughs> or, or the other part where he's like talking to Hercules and uh, he's trying to sell him on it. And it's like, uh, uh, will people get hers? Like, no, no one's going to get, well, I mean, you know, it's war. Maybe it's going to happen, but, you know. <laughs> Maybe. He's <laughs> just not going to have anything of any, like, first. I feel like, I feel like that's, that scene feels too much like uh, one of the uh, MLM folks <laughs> trying to sell you on their pyramid scheme. Yes. Like, listen, this is a good deal right here. Only for this month. You will never get a deal like this ever again. Ever. 
I need some uh, I need some go getters to uh, I need to I need to recruit. Um, I just opened a new office and I need some people who uh, want to make their own hours. And <laughs> <laughs> sounds too good to be true, because it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of my favorite costumes that you've done is uh, Lily, Lily Munster, right? That's her name? Yes. Okay, cool. That was fantastic. Uh (laughs) I worked hard on that one because getting the makeup for that, I thought, I don't want to look like Yvonne DiCarlo. I want it to be me with the makeup. Because, you know, some people turn into characters and they try to, you know, add shading and things around their facial features to appear to look like the actor, actress, or the character exactly as they were. And I thought, I don't want want me to be me as Lily Munster and getting the makeup for that. I, I did, I think, two videos just trying to figure out what I look like to someone else trying to do the makeup. That was so much fun. And honestly, the the hardest part was, I think... The costume, there's not a lot of costumes that I can find in my size because I'm plus size and I'm short. So anything I have to buy, I have to buy in petite or I might have to cut an entire foot off the bottom of the outfit because I'm only five feet tall. So thankfully, this website that I had gone to was advertising, you know, because they know because the Internet knows. Right. I'm looking for. The perfect costume. It was very hard to find a Lily Munster costume that was any bigger than a large. And if there was an extra large, the measurements were nothing close to my body measurements. And I thought, I'm small. I am round. If Humpty Dumpty were to look for a costume, he would not have a great fall. Right? That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not the best. So, thankfully, this website had it. uh, And... uh, Funny enough, it's called HalloweenCostumes.com. <laughs> that that was creative. That's a creative website. <laughs> very creative. It's just very straightforward. And they had so many different costumes in my size, and I'm just like the possibilities are endless. No, 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 no. Focus, focus. You want to be Lily Monster this year? See if they have it in your size. And they did. And the it's. Pretty floor lengthy. I may have to cut a couple of inches off the bottom, um, but for what I needed it for, it was perfect. And it was long enough. I had the wings. They came with the necklace. I had to buy, I think the wig was separate, um, but I mean, they even included the little widow's peak on the wig. And I thought the detail on this thing, and it was it was just so worth it. It was so worth it. Lily Munster, my first year dressing up as her was last year, and I thought I might just dress up as her at least every other year because that cost, it was just worth it. All, well, all I, the time. Well, all the time. I, I agree that uh, you didn't do it to look like a certain like a certain actor doing that character. It was you as Lily, and you captured it really fantastically. Uh, that's one of my favorite costumes because it it's just it's great. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to get a costume for. Her. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you were able to find that costume because that's unfortunate that. Uh, costume places a lot of times don't think about the (laughs) different sizes that are out there (laughs) no a lot of the times they stop uh there are a few that are starting to include larger body sizes but it's very very difficult (laughs) very difficult i'm like i'm a plus petite is that a thing (laughs) i know it sounds crazy but we exist 
We are small nuggets. We exist. If you had to make a buddy cop movie of two spooky female characters, who would you choose? Are we talking animated spooky female characters or live action spooky female characters? I'll take either. Okay. If we are doing animated, it would be Phantasma from the Ghoul School and I can't I can't remember her name. I like it that you had to clarify. No, yes, I do. What am I thinking? Uh, Phantasma and and it not her. It would not be no, not I changed my mind. Okay, Phantasma, Ghoul okay. School, and the animated Beetlejuice and. If and it was live action. Hold on, animated Beetlejuice? I said female oh, characters. female, female characters. Yeah. Hmm. Phantasma's just, she's just a good time. Yeah, I dig it. I, I can handle just her by herself. No, it's a buddy cop film. That's buddy not, cop. <laughs> we're, not doing, <laughs> we're not doing Die Hard here. Come on. <laughs> the rules. She's giggling in all the air vents and floating through. <laughs> I think it's funny that you said you, you had to clarify, can we do animated? Like, I'd say no to animated. <laughs> right, right. No, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it would be... Uh, I'm too oh, adult. Velma. What? Velma. I can take that. Velma. I'll do Velma and Phantasma. Got the thinking, brains, got the comedy. We're I was thinking more like monsters, but I'll take Velma. Velma's cool. <laughs> Velma would and, work. And uh, live action, I would do Elvira. Nice. I would do Elvira and Lily Munster. That'd be rad. Comedy. Um, I still, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Elvira because uh, I still, you mentioned Elvira and Velma. Nice. Because like, uh, I still need to buy the Halloween Scooby-Doo movie that came out last year. Because, have you seen the trailer for that movie? I have not. It's like a collection of everything I ever wanted. And I don't know why someone was reading my wish list. It's just weird. Because the trailer came out, and I was like, oh, cool, it's Elvira and Scooby-Doo, all right, that, I dig that. And then a scarecrow shows up, and I was like, oh, that looks like the bad, the bad, the bad guy, the villain from Batman. And then Velma says, oh, that's a, we've, we've encountered him before, it's Professor Crane from Gotham. I'm like, what? It's really? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, all my favorite things. Yeah, it was, it was a Halloween special, Scooby-Doo, Elvira, uh, Scarecrow from Batman, and then Bill Nye shows up, and I'm like, now you're just being ridiculous. That's what? <laughs> That's insane. And you know, it was just her birthday. Uh, not not if I were the character, but uh, Cassandra. Yeah, I don't remember her name. I don't want to butcher the last. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say the last name. I don't remember off the top of my head. But yeah. it was just her birthday a couple days ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> when this when this airs, it's not. It's a little bit weeks ago. <laughs> weeks, many weeks ago. Um, what depressing slash sad slash I didn't know how to pronounce how, how I didn't know how to describe this movie. The point is, is that I want to get a depressing movie that you're gonna make pumpkin spiced. Which depressing movie would you pumpkin spice? Oh, uh, easy atonement. <laughs> that that movie I had never. I'm not. You know this, but people listening don't know this about me. I'm not very media movie inclined what i didn't, I didn't watch <laughs> i didn't watch uh tv and movies for a, a good couple of years in my life and when i was younger i really only watched cartoons so a lot of classic movies i had no idea so i watched atonement for the first time maybe about a month ago 
And I watched it with my sister-in-law. She said, you know, there's all these movies that you haven't seen yet. Let me just show you this, this, and this. I thought, cool, you know, let's watch it. Oh, oh my God, I love these actors. This is great. I'm having a good time. This is, what is happening? What, they, what, they died? It's just, it just went downhill so hard. <laughs> that movie went downhill so hard that if I can pumpkin spice just to, just for it to be palatable for me to watch again, I promised myself I would never watch that movie again. I was just like, this is just so sad. Yeah, Atonement, pumpkin spice that. I, who, who made you watch it? My sister-in-law. Okay, so I don't, I've, I've never made anyone watch a sad movie before. That sounds so weird, like, hey, here's a we movie. Were, we were on a kick. We were just thinking about movies that I hadn't seen. And I don't even remember how we came across it. We, we watched Memoirs of a Geisha. We watched, um, we were going to watch Pride and Prejudice. She said, what you never see. I said, no, never what? seen it. Never read the book. Don't, but I, but people love it. I never, no, it's never happened. It's never happened. And then she's scrolling along and she's like, oh, have you seen Atonement? I said, no, I have not. She said, we're watching it. Just check this off your list. We're watching it. Cool. We're watching it. We're putting it on. It's happening. Yep. Just, we had to watch a happy movie after that. I don't remember what it was, but it definitely canceled out the sadness we felt after finishing that movie. I don't think that any of your movies were that happy that you picked. <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha just, meow. Like, so usually, beautiful. But it had a happy ending. We were very happy with the ending of that one. Usually when I'm with friends and I make them watch movies, they're going to be fun. There's going to be some element of fun. But Memoirs of Geisha, Atonement, and Pride and Prejudice, I'm like, no, no. Oh, not- I remember now. Oh, my God, how could I forget? We watched Penelope after. Okay. I love that movie. <laughs> I, need it. I need a happy James McAvoy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what what did you what did you watch then? What 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 what, what did you watch afterwards? The pianist? <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was yeah. It was Memoirs of a Geisha Atonement, and then we ended the night with Penelope, and I thought this is this is good. I'm happy now. I uh, I recently watched uh, American Werewolf in London for the first time. That's a movie that I have seen that you have not. Well, now not not now that's not true. Well, now you have seen it, but that, but man, that never, that's never happened before. This is what it feels like. I know. This is and what it feels uh, like to know. I'll be honest. I've kept that a secret because I know I have a lot of spooky friends and they all love that movie. And I don't say it. I never said anything about it because I don't want anyone mad at me for not watching it. <laughs> but the special effects, right? The special yeah. effects. For the time that that thing came, oh, so so good, it was so well, good. Well, not even the special effects. That first scene when they're walking around the moors and uh, they just hear the wolf like howling and whatnot, it's just visually well done. And having them not see the werewolf while they're walking through the moors, it was very intense. The lighting was intense. The the fog that they put in there was intense. Um, well done. And uh, <laughs> um the cut to the end credits it was amazing <laughs> like the really energetic song pop out of nowhere when he spoiler alert the werewolf doesn't live <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf will not return in the next avengers movie <laughs> oh nope we're done it's fine it's over i 
I feel like we're getting to the point where uh, you can't watch a movie without someone from the Marvel Universe in it. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Because so I watched... I watched that movie, and the nurse started talking. I was like, I know that voice. Where do I know that voice? And uh, sure enough, she was she she was in the uh, the World Council in uh, of the first Avengers and uh, Winter Winter Soldier. Yep. Yep. They're crossing over. They're they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you have any social media that people should follow? Yes, I have two. I have one where I mostly post my spooky slash makeup stuff on my doodle a la mode account on Instagram. Uh, and then the other Instagram account that I have is more of my art teacher magic make stuff kind of thing is my little miss Maggie at little miss Maggie on Instagram as well. And I, I use that because a lot of people call me sunshine. It's weird. Like, it's not like these people know each other and they decide you know, like, oh, we'll just call you. No, there's quite a few people that call me Sunshine. And I'm like, that's, I will take that. I try to admit darkness, but I realize now that it's futile because I'm just always happy. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> the yeah, dark you, makeup scares no one because I'm running around giggling and smiling. You, you said you like to make art that makes people laugh and smile, right? Yes. Yeah, good, good luck being spooky. <laughs> spooky dookie. Does not it, work, but it made people laugh, so we're okay. Spooky dookie. If that's the spookiest art that you've done. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so scary. Yes. <laughs> what, I, what I tried. Um, what words of wisdom would you give to um, aspiring artists or doodlists? <laughs> doodlists, yes. Um, don't be hard on yourself. I feel like that's that's something I wish someone had kind of sat down and just looked at me and just said, hey, you'll find your thing. Have fun with it. Don't be hard on yourself if it doesn't look like what you thought of in your brain. That probably would have saved me a couple of years of looking and not wanting to make art for a while, you know, and that that's what I say. Hey, don't be hard on yourself. You'll make the thing that you want to make. It's going to take time. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Don't be hard on yourself. Oh, <laughs> oh,